0: So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app. Or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, is absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today.
1: They want traditional men, but they do not see that they do not they are not traditional women, right? In any way, and it's almost it's almost childish um, and selfish to believe that a, a man should uh, conform to traditional norms while you get to go and be free to do whatever you want, and he should fund um, he should fund that the experience. He fund, <laughs> yes, he should fund your social experience. I don't right. want to grow up. I just want. A, 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 um, a, a daddy father, a, a, a man father, a husband father.
2: Welcome to Harley Initiated, where real men talk real shit. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here again live with my co-host, Ryan Catches.
0: I literally do not think I could be more excited about an episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one is going to be good. It's much needed.
2: So for those of you who don't know... This wonderful feminine presence that we have here (laughs) on the set has been a goal of ours to land on the show since we first recognized and said, we want to have women on our platform. This was actually the first woman that came to mind. Yeah, The first one that came to mind because um, I was already a fan. Both of us were already a fan of your work prior. Mm. Your messaging, how you communicate, and just the service that you have been putting out to the women in the community and the men actually, because I'm learning too as I watch your content.
0: I mean, we used to send the content. You know, you'll send that to your homeboy, like, "Yo, this is what you need." <laughs> 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 and it'll like, be a post. Yeah, yeah, he complained.
2: He complained about some things going on in his relationship. <coughs> hey, read that. Right, right there. Read that's <laughs> Hey, that's the problem. But let me tell you, we are rocking here today with. The Femininity Doctor herself, welcome to Hardly Initiated. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It Just wave, wave at the yep, audience yep. here, they're here, <laughs> absolutely. Excited to me. have you. Thank you, excited to be here. And listen, I'm excited for you because, um, and when I say you, I'm talking to y'all, because y'all about to get gamed up. Gamed up. Because we were in here getting gamed up and learning so much because um, we're going to tell y'all something very special. That, you know, uh, Kelly has some plan for you guys, yeah. but we're not going to get deep into it. We're not yeah. going to get deep into it right now, but that's caused a wonderful um, season of your life mm-hmm. that has really filled you up with so much knowledge. And we're going to share some of that here today. And I just want to jump straight into it okay? because some of your recent content that has been probably the most impactful sure. has been how you've been educating the world about what feminism really is, what it looks like, where it comes from, Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen someone eloquently break it down how you do. Or just generally
0: be as educated on the subject matter. Because I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. I'm like, this young lady's a scholar. A scholar? Yeah.
2: So first of all, before I actually get into the content itself, right, and we go into the actual matter, Mm -hmm. what inspired you to want to go about taking this giant on giant. to attack feminism? Because it is a giant. <laughs> right, It is
1: a giant. Well, um, femininity is my purpose. And purpose comes from God. And uh, God has been preparing me to do this since I was a small girl. Um, and So, naturally, if you want to talk to women about femininity and why and how their femininity is under attack, you can't ignore feminism because feminism is Uh, anti-femininity and so um, God and I have had many conversations and this is the natural next step in my in my purpose in my journey to expose feminism for what it truly is and how it has affected women men and children and the family in the American West and and the West
0: I think that's just so needed like it's just this very investigative journalism kind of situation going on with you because (laughs) as you sharing the information you know i'm like yo i understand why it's women out there that's like listen tasha and ryan they two young guys they don't know anything about femininity or feminism how they gonna tell me this and that after speaking to you they are absolutely right i agree with them i don't know anything so that's why we got (laughs) the expert here right now that's going to reveal a lot of these things that we know is just not
2: right and you know and, and that's the thing about it like as men all we do all we can do is feel mm. sure. like this feminine presence mm-hmm. and we can feel when femininity feels right yes but many of us can't vocally say exactly what is wrong <laughs> right. and on a tactical level here mm-hmm. and especially why it came to be right all we do is we get around a woman and we get this feeling we get this gift of her femininity
1: mm-hmm. and
2: we can describe like the pleasures of it and we can describe that we like this and we yeah. don't like that, but a lot of us can't eloquently break it down, which is why I love your content so much, because you do such a great job describing the why behind what we feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that was something I was able to do prior until over these past recent years of study. But before we even get into the femininity, okay, I want to I talk about that giant sure. that we discussed. And, man, what a purpose you got. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: a hell of a thing to be
2: chosen for. Yes, it is. Definitely. To take on.
1: I've earned it.
2: You have earned it. Mm -hmm. And I want you to tell me about this. Like, How has feminism... uh, You said it affects the men, the women, and the children. Of course. Give give us an idea of what that looks like. How has it affected us?
1: Okay, well... If we just start uh, in the late 60s, when the sexual revolution or the second sexual revolution hijacked the women's movement, uh, the goal of that uh, was to give women control over family planning via the abortion pill. I'm sorry, not the abortion pill, but birth control pill, Inovitin, and then later on, abortion. Uh, The people, and I'm being general because of my next book, who encouraged the mother of feminism, Betty Friedan, to make the feminist movement about sex and the sexual revolution, had a goal of um, calling women out of the home. And they knew that in order to get women to see that their true liberation um, would be in the working world, they'd need to get them to um, do away with children Um, and the love for children they, need, they needed women to see children as obstacles to success, and so um, the feminist movement or the sexual revolution uh, told women that family life and marriage and children were um, not aspirational and that they are better off in the working world competing with their own resources alongside men. And so, well, men are workers. That's how God designed you all. Yeah. Right? Um, women are not necessarily designed to work. We are designed to be purposed, you know, purposed you know, uh, beings. Um, and that includes uh, wiveship and motherhood. But if you have people who are funding an initiative telling women that's not enough, um, well, women believe that. And things have changed in the West We have women in the world who value working, who value provision and competing with men more than they value wiveship and motherhood.
0: It really confuses me, you know, because when I because when I think about a woman competing with a a man, often I think I'm just thinking to myself like, you know, why would you want to do this?
1: Agreed. agreed. (laughs) You're not women are not built to compete in the working world, especially alongside men which is why we have so many challenges and cultural wars that we're facing today. But again, you have a movement that was about love, beauty, truth, and unity that got overtaken by people who had their own agenda and, um, women fell for it and we are still falling for it.
0: And what, okay. So it's just crazy to think that, you know, somebody could be so, you know, I guess, better word, or I can't think of a better word, but brainwashed to, to think this way. And I'm just trying to think of, like, when when is feminism attacking or really taking a, a, a real strong influence over a woman? Like, at what age?
1: You know what? It could be... To answer that question, I, will, I would have to be honest about the fact that media has become one of the strongest advocates For feminism and girls as young as what seven eight nine they have access to girls of all ages now have access to social media media. these babies
2: got tablets nowadays wow they
1: do and so a woman could be indirectly uh influenced by feminism as young as seven eight six seven eight it doesn't it, it could be that young
0: so this is really conditioning over a lifetime in yes. many cases.
1: Yes, of course it is and that's why um, this agenda under people behind this agenda understood that if we want this to be effective, we definitely need media on our side and so, they have it. So
2: what are some of the what are some of the biggest influences of feminism like that we can see so our people can because I think what the media is so clever at is disguising of course. These different agendas Uh behind the things we love, Uh the things we grew up with. But if like feminism, give me an idea. What exactly does that look like through media?
1: Feminism through media looks like women being half naked or completely naked on social media, um, TV, Internet. um, The sexual revolution, which overtook the feminist movement in the late 60s, was about sex. Um, Sex everywhere, sex all the time. There is no more um, purity. There is no more uh, virginity. Um, There is no more um, um, modesty. And so feminism on TV, for example, looks like women being naked, half naked, uh, women being as sexually um, aggressive as men, uh, shoot your shot. I know we've all heard that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Women courting men. Uh, women proposing to men, uh, women gaining a bunch of weight as uh, the body positive movement tells them to do. Those are some very prominent examples of feminism in media, um, in society Society today.
0: What, I mean, man, you just really broke it down. And the crazy thing is, like, it's, it's so protected because I can't speak out against it.
1: No, you can't. And, and that's the goal of feminism, to dethrone men. But you can't do that um, outright. It has to look like um, movements such as Believe All Women, uh, <laughs> Me Too. Um, if a man speaks out against common decency, like you should put some clothes on. Oh, you're trying to police my body.
0: Protect black women.
1: Uh, or, or, it, or if a man, if a sh- I'm just going to be honest, especially... Um, a heterosexual man um, says that a woman needs to behave in a certain fashion that promotes decency over degeneracy, then that man is canceled. He is shamed. Um, And and now we're in a place where if a man says a woman can give birth, um, then he is to be canceled. What was that basketball team the other week that got axed on women's Day or Women's History Day or whatever um, it was. Why are women so special? Oh, I can't remember. I didn't see that one. You didn't see that one yet? No. Um, yeah, they, uh, this basketball team, I think it's, it was the Mavs. Oh okay. Gosh, they were saying, you know, women are the only um, people who can give birth. And they quickly took that video or that shout out or that promo <coughs> off of Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, whichever platform it was oh, because it's
0: really taken the sp- the it, specialness of a woman away.
1: Yes, of course it was, it was highly offensive to trans women to say that women, natural born women can give birth. Um, so this, that falls under feminism, this, this agenda to first say that men and women are completely equal everywhere all the time. Um, And gender does not matter. Uh, Men and women can do the exact same things. And now it has turned into something like, well, if gender doesn't matter and there are no real differences between men and women, well, uh, beyond equality in all major sectors um, of our society, now we just need to take it as far as, um, well, you can be whatever you want. If gender isn't a thing, it's a concept. And there are no differences between men and women. Well, women can be men, and men can be women, and you know we have we have that.
0: Well, because I want to make sure I understand, so I want to, I guess, make the question uh, the next question direct. Why is gender important?
1: Why is well? I'm a Christian. I mean, and so spiritually, uh, biologically, and naturally, um, God is very clear that men are to lead, protect, and provide, and women are to be uh, nurturers. We are to be helpmeets, supporters, and submissives to our own husbands, and uh, lovers of children and the home. Now, it doesn't mean that a woman is a bobblehead doll who doesn't (laughs) have our own desires and and thoughts and purpose. My purpose is femininity. Um, But we have clear gender roles, Um, Because of gender, and those things work to keep a society functioning um, in the most morally astute way possible, if you break down gender and you have an anything-goes type of society, what does that look like, what we are experiencing right now? Chaos, confusion, Mm. and and other things that I don't see going well. Damn!
0: I get that. And uh, I'm just thinking now when it comes to... The gender and just the Mm -hmm. everything that's going on. I don't even know what to call it. It's just a lot of stuff. I see a lot of things online. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about it. Why is it a big deal? Like, why can I just not agree to it? You know what I'm saying? Why can I? I I just feel like it just seems to be this, uh, this like the agenda is to make sure everybody is not just okay with it, but Mm -hmm. like you have to somehow show that you're okay with it.
2: But see, let me add to that. Because even like what you said, why it's so clever, like you say something like, support black women. Mm-hmm. Of course I support black women. Right. Absolutely I support black women. My mom is a black woman. Mm-hmm. My sister's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely support black women. Mm-hmm. But behind the support black women, it's a support black women LLC. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a whole corporation, whereas bulls back there who don't give a damn about the true nature of of any of that. It's money moving around, it's campaigns being pushed, and it's like a whole corporate backing behind this name, this thing that seems righteous. Sure. And it's a whole different agenda being pushed behind these phrases and these concepts that Mm -hmm. are, like, pushed onto us to be adopted.
0: That's that's what I'm trying to understand. It's like, why why can't it just be like, okay, he thinks differently or they think differently or this organization thinks differently? Why is it, like, this person is evil, this person is intolerable, this person is all of these, this person is misogynistic, this person is body shaming, all of these, I'm like, damn, why is it such strong, yeah, extreme, you know, situation just because I may not agree with something, right?
1: Well, um, hmm. how can I put it? If you want to break down a society, uh, or let me, let me rephrase that. If you want to create a godless society, you need everyone to be on the same page. Right. Uh, America has always been a um, religious Uh, mostly Christian nation and so you cannot have uh, people who do not go along with this agenda especially in the forefront of this uh, country or our society because that's a threat to the new man and the new woman and the new world that uh, people are seeking to create. Mm. So I need to shame you. I need people to see you as a bad person so that you will not be taken seriously or liked or listened to so that's the point i need to shame you into believing what i say is clearly not natural normal or real
0: right it's shamed and it's encouraged because i'm mm-hmm. even thinking about um we have you know we're podcast coaches sure. so we teach people how to launch and you know grow and scale their podcast and it comes times where you know because we have women that we educate as well that want to start their communities and we teach them how to grow their show right and we have, you know, some women that have shows about sex.
1: Sure. <laughs> and,
0: you know, of course, they're asking me, like, sex, you know. They
2: call them sex positive.
0: Sex, sex, right. Sex what? <laughs> it's sex positive shows. Sex positive. Which yeah. I get, right? Because, listen, I'm a business person, right? Understood. And I'm, I'm coaching them on how to get viewership. Sure. And how to monetize. And I found myself the other day getting ready to, getting ready to tell these women mm-hmm. that they got to dress more provocatively on their sex show.
2: <laughs> 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 now,
0: this is the thing. I did not say that. But I was caught in such a... I still don't know if I should say it. Because business, as a coach, business-wise, e- economics, mm-hmm. you show some breasts, you show some legs...
2: Especially with, that it's, type it's of better, with your type of content. With
0: their type of content, it's better business. But as a uh, what I consider a traditional conservative person, I'm just like, I really don't want to tell these women to expose themselves like that online because I know if I was a... In the market for mm-hmm. one of them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to look at that a certain way.
1: Of course, and
0: it wouldn't really be possible for me to be in the market for them. Is <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a
1: man seeking a wife? Is that as what a man mean? seeking a wife?
0: Sure. So I, it's like it's even it even puts you. It's so ingrained mm-hmm. <laughs> for you to make a decision on this thing. You can't really escape it.
2: And I see, and I, what I see too, because I think a part of the movement. It's such a campaign, bro. It's such a campaign because. Even as we see now, we see more influential people, more respected people in the public speaking more uh, about how sexually open they are, yeah. their sexual experiences. So, to a child, somebody who's exposed to this very early, because yes. especially growing up a while ago, there was a level of discretion, of course, and ex- like we weren't exposed. Even yes. to certain ideas, certain concepts. Even Our mind didn't right, even get right. a chance to imagine <laughs> right. certain things. Our thoughts didn't even go certain places. So right. it kind of kept us safe and innocent. Where now, I mean, pe- like people, like kids are really robbed of their innocence yes, of early yes. with even the things that they they hear. And I think all of that, I think, is a part of the campaign. You let me know that you're describing. Because when you right. see this the rapper that you love... And you sing her lyrics, and you know it word for word. Talks about how she likes to get peed on or eat food with cum on it, exactly. right? Which is, it even sounds rough to say, but I'll this is the reality. Honest, of, like this is the reality.
0: <laughs> right. This yeah, is just no. the reality
2: of what it's people are there. exposed to. Right. Like I can imagine that all affects the psyche and promotes the campaign that you're describing. Yes, it does.
1: Um, to feminist, and you have to know what feminism is to understand. And not be offended by what I'm getting ready to say. To feminists, there are uh, there is no hierarchy. There is no man, woman, and children. There are just people. And so, if you want mm. to create a society where there are just people and all people are equal, which is uh, it, which is anti Christ, anti God, right? We have hierarchies in the kingdom. The man is the head. The woman is the submissive and supporter, and this and the helpmeet. And the children are to submit to their to their parents. Right. Well, if I want to create a society where there are just people, I need to normalize everything for everybody. And that includes stripping children of their innocence.
0: And what does like what is the for the people who are the promoters of feminism Sure. on the highest level
1: on the highest level? Okay.
0: What is their motivation behind it? Like what is the the top benefit for the movement?
1: Well, if you research the key players of feminism, including the founders of feminism, they're all atheists. They're all population control activists. Um, and they're all very, uh, not over, maybe not elitist um, in an official capacity, but influenced and funded by elitist for sure.
0: I mean, when you think about some of the, I mean, I could just see that because we think about like the major blessings that you even are allowed to have on the planet. You know, I would say love and family community is in the top five, top 10. So when, you know, I could see, you know, uh, elitists or somebody very high at the top just saying, yo, you know what? Love and family and community, that's for rich people. That's for us.
1: It's exactly. And um, here's the truth. People are more profitable when they are alone. When the woman does not have a man, she is more profitable. Think about it. When women are left unchecked, we spend more money.
0: Target is going crazy right now. Target is
1: going crazy right now, of course. <laughs> uh, men are the, they're the protectors. They're the providers, right? And they're the leaders. There's a reason why men are naturally better with money, right? I'm not saying women can't be good with money. I know I need to put that out there for for anybody who might be looking to be offended by my words. But it is proven that when women are left without men, they spend more money.
0: And men just generally spend less. We wear the same outfits. We go to the same places. We keep it fairly economical.
1: You're not as appearance driven. Exactly. Um, I can't remember the exact scripture, but um, Peter was addressing um, wives in the Bible, in the book. And what he was saying is, um, your you're be- you even though God gave you this beauty, this outward beauty, your beauty is not to come from your outward appearance. Your beauty is to come from your spirit. There's a reason why that instruction is given to women, but men's appearance, their beauty, are being warned not to be overtaken by that, there's no such thing in the, in the word for you all because that's not how you are by design, mm-hmm. right? And so, yes, when a woman... Women, we care about things more. We care about appearance more. We care about looking a certain way more. We care about things a little bit more. So we are naturally uh, consumers. More consume. We consume mm-hmm. more. And so it's important for there to be a family structure for there to for there to be balance. Um, I mean, so there it is. People are more profitable, especially women, when they're left unchecked. I mean, also, where do you get your values about God, about faith, about um, just? discipline where did those values come from your parents right well if I break down the family right we have a lot going on there so I mean it, it works it's, it's about profit it's about um, not supporting or wanting to see God's will done in this world mostly
0: that so. makes sense they're really dealing they're really dealing products and you know the more the feminism gets pushed the more customers are going to be out there available to consume
1: Yes, of course. And, and, and also with mom and dad away or, you know, the, not being in the same home or, you know, just being in the workforce, who's, who, who raises your children? Mm.
2: That's the biggest one. That's, the, that's really the biggest one right there. I think that's...
1: Who raises your children?
2: That's because social media raises the children.
1: Social media. Yes. Now social media raises your children. It
0: seems to be a, like a disrespectful way of thinking if you think a woman should raise kids. Well, why? Like, where did that come from?
1: Well, that's um, that's a consequence, a negative consequence of feminism, a.k.a. the sexual revolution. Mm. You are not achieving in life if you are not a working woman. There has become this push to idolize masculinity and career over womanhood and uh, children.
2: So let's actually talk about that, because. I think women face this situation where obviously they got to take care of their basic needs, right? They got to live life. They got to pay bills. But, you know, also they got to put themselves in a position to still, you know, be courted and be a wife. Uh So I think obviously like taking on, you know, a Ph.D. and, you know, trying to be a partner at a firm Mm -hmm. probably is going to combat that goal. Now, I want to know your opinion on this, because (laughs) what ideally does it look like for a woman who wants to be married? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about early, assuming this was a woman coming out of high school. Sure. Like, what, what does that path look like? Should she avoid big, like, hefty careers that will weigh heavily on her time? Is it possible to take on these large scopes of work in, like, entrepreneurship or... Like A one of be not not no at home e commerce, no, I'm talking about like a building a massive company or having a massive role, um, as an uh, you know, as some employee and still be able to make space for a man in your life. Is that possible?
1: I'll put it like this if God gave us uh instructions, um why would he create in us anything that would make us want to go away from those instructions if for instance god said that a woman is to be a helper to her man to her husband i would think she would want to know who she is in christ and what god's plans for her life are so that she can be found by her help her husband and A big career that takes you away from finding your identity and operating in your purpose. Well, I can't see that. I can't see God giving a woman those instructions. I think she might be guided by something else. Mm. When you're guided by something else, um, I'm not so sure that what you say you want can find you.
0: Mm. I I like that you you mentioned what you you know pretty much what manual you follow. (laughs) Like what's guiding you. Because I think that, you know, the major religious books, there's some of the best technology out there in terms of how you should best live your life. Sure. So the thing is, though, if you don't adopt a certain practice or a manual to live by, then you're pretty much at the mercy of whatever is put in front of you.
1: Exactly. So
0: I think generally what's being put in front of the women is just work.
1: Yes, of course, that's, that's the sexual revolution. Yeah. It's
0: like they didn't choose it. They, they, they didn't like, they, like, it's just like, this is all they've been exposed to.
1: Yes, um, I want to say it was the late 60s, mid to late 60s, um, when 500,000 housewives came out of the home and went into the workforce. This was, this was when the sexual revolution started to attach and eventually overtake the feminist movement, but it was a quiet hijacking. It was not out front for a reason. Right. The goal was to get and, and still is was to get equal rights passed in all major sectors of our society and to give women access to abortion on demand. Because if I can eliminate a child, I can go right back to work. No problem. Mm. Let,
0: okay. So man, you got, you got me really thinking deeply. I got like a <laughs> hell of questions for me you too. So I'm thinking about the church, right? And it's a, Couple of pastors that I've heard that they really talk about gender roles and kind of the family structure. I'm thinking about Miles Monroe. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Louis Farrakhan. Sure. You know, even TD Jakes. TD Jakes. Okay. But it's a lot of pastors that they don't even touch on that, and they have the their philosophies for running their organizations is more of a hey, come, everybody get down with this, everybody come type of deal, and it's certain things that we're going to stay away from discussing whether it be gender, the gender roles or just gender in general with the, um, you know, the different communities and things like that, anything to rock the boat, anything to rock the boat. Right. So what, like what, I mean, what do you think the church leaders should be doing?
1: They should be keeping to the book and not, uh, making room for society to dictate the book. And that's what I believe. Um, but also, uh, what is important for people to know is uh, churches uh, turning a blind eye to these things. Is not, it's not an accident. Uh, one of the key players in the feminist movement uh, actually came up with something to give churches a pass when they are asked about uh, abortion and sex and gender roles. This is... On purpose. This did not come out of nowhere.
0: It just blows my mind because me, I think social media is the news. The so news. The news. The news. Social media is the news. It's- because so a lot of times when you'll see reports on the on the what other people consider the traditional news, it's reports based off what they got on social media, because social media is the first to get everything. Sure. So <laughs> when I th- right? So when I think about what's happening with relationships. So even the whole concept of our podcast and how it came about Mm -hmm. is lots of podcasts and entertainment companies and just media in general right now that are focusing on discussions about some of the things we talk about on the show. Mm -hmm. But I don't see that same type of effort being given out by the church addressing because my thing is the church. That's what I think. I think the church should also be relevant. And like when relevant by the lessons, especially if a church is, has a lot of reach and in reaches the social media, if everybody's talking about this issue that we all having with families and relationships and who should be doing what, I'm like, yo, why is the church not doing a bunch of three-part series on this?
1: I do agree. Uh, but like I just said, uh, people, there are people who um, have... A lot of stake in the feminist movement, and they understood um, many years ago that in order for a society to be transformed into the society they envisioned, they would have to get the clergy to turn a, a, to uh, to turn the other cheek to this.
2: These churches are getting that check.
1: I'm not saying anything like that. You know, (laughs) no, no, he said it. He said it. We said it. I I remember. No, I remember. It
2: was a. It was a really big one of my favorite (laughs) sermons from Miles Mm Monroe. He literally. And by by the way, Miles Monroe is no longer here. Yes, and that's all I'm gonna say. But he was literally calling out one of the pastors. He called out a pastor in the middle of a sermon because this was a pastor who endorsed um, LGBTQ. After having a sit down with a politician and he pretty much called him out like, and this was, I'm talking about this, this is a large like sermon, like yeah. this is a big deal. Televised. And he was doing this, it was televised, still going now. And he straight up called him out, letting everybody know that this was wrong. And what he described was that the church is supposed to be the rock, the unmoved rock while everything else is just absolutely wavering and causing hell around it. Exactly. And he described that pastor as be as as more he said it's a difference in an anchor and a rock. If I'm not mistaken. I think he called him an anchor which can get up and choose when to <laughs> have a stance. Right. Whereas the rock is supposed to be unmoved. Yes. And it's crazy because I I do see that happening a lot with you know unfortunately what should be um, uh, the the more principled aspect of our society, being the moral backing, the church, they just kind of go in with the wind. And especially when you see they letting politicians inside of the church to pretty much advertise and promote to their congregation, you already know what's going down. But I want to ask you this too, because your knowledge of the feminist movement, I think you can give a different. Mm-hmm. Um, perspective on this because when we hear about the feminist movement, we hear the feminist movement started because it was about women's rights. Sure, of course, right? Because women. Okay, now is that true? So was was the feminist movement truly inspired by women wanting to be treated right, or is that the narrative they painted around it?
1: So you have to. Okay, so American feminism.
2: Um, they different kinds?
1: Yes, but oh we'll stick goodness. to American feminism. Okay.
0: We got to wait for the next episode. Right, for, <laughs> that's who does the... Global, for the global feminism.
1: <laughs> we'll stick, we'll, yeah, we'll stick to American feminism right now. Most people think that feminism started in the 60s. Feminism in America started um, in 1848 at the Seneca Falls Convention with suffragettes like um, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Susan B. Anthony, Lucy Stone, all of those ladies. That feminism was about rights. That feminism was about personhood. Feminism uh, evolved into much uh, different things, um, especially in the 60s. So yes, early feminism or original feminism in America was about humanhood, dignity, and access. So
0: so initially it was a noble cause. It
1: was a noble cause that was unifying, right? Women just wanted to be seen as people. Why should I worry about, if my husband and I, for example, were to get a divorce, I do not have rights to my own children. I cannot apply for credit in my own name. If I do have property and I get married, well, that property belongs to my husband. So I am a stripped of personhood. I understand why a woman would at least want those rights. Uh, But feminism started, like I said, to go into something else. Uh, some might say in the 60s, but I'm studying feminism. And um, the Equal Rights Amendment, for example, is one of the biggest pushes from feminists. And the Equal Rights Amendment uh, was first drafted, I want to say, in 1920 to be presented to Congress in 1923 by Alice Paul. That would give um, equal rights to men and women in all major, all major sectors of our society. And I don't see that being the best option, which is why the Equal Rights Amendment, even though 38 states have ratified it to this day, is still not constitutional. It's not the constitutional law, I don't believe. Um, and, and that's saying a lot. If you have three-fourths of um, the states Support, um, support something, then I believe it becomes constitutional. The Equal Rights Amendment has 38 states who have ratified it and it's still not constitutional. So that's saying a lot about what we believe in America. Um, and the opponents of the Equal Rights Amendment, a couple of their arguments are, if you make women and men equal everywhere all the time, Then if we have another war, for example, women are subject to the draft. There are Mm. no more special protections for women. You cannot discriminate anywhere at any time based on sex. So if they decide, hey, there's a draft, women must go, we must go, because there are no more special protections for women under this uh, Equal Rights Amendment.
0: Do women know that, you know, that could be what they're getting into?
1: No. See, they push it like um, you're being oppressed, uh, you're not getting equal pay for your work in 2023. Uh, you, uh, men are still doing all of these heinous things and you need this, um, this, this amendment to protect you. Um, but it, it would really take more away from women. Another argument that the opponents make, for example, is right now a husband is required by law to support his wife financially. And I, I believe that's still the law. Um, But the Equal Rights Amendment would take that away from women. It would no longer be about sex and sex privilege for women or protections for women. Uh, There would be no gender in the Constitution. It would be people. It would be persons. It would be spouse. It would be things like that. And so uh, women think that things are upside down now. Imagine having the Equal Rights Amendment become constitutional. I mean, this is what we do as a country,
0: also, I think I'm understanding it. So the, the, the acts are passed with this top layer of law or regulations that's being promoted. It would, but really, mm-hmm. underneath is just a lot of other things going on that you should take a deeper investigation.
1: 100%. 100%. So equality, um, there is no such thing as gender differences. There are no biological differences. There are no natural differences between men and women. We are just people.
0: I can only—I mean—that just doesn't even sound. It does not sound like a good place if to live in. The
1: Equal Rights Amendment. If more states—and I can't remember how many state, how many more states would have to ratify this—but if more states were to pass the Equal Rights Amendment, then um, I believe it would federalize. It would give. It would federalize the amendment, and so it would be a constitutional right versus its right. I think right now it's a state's thing. The states have the right to decide on this amendment versus. It's not in the Constitution. This is not something that we have to do as a country. It's a state thing. You know, see,
2: check this out, because I thought about this, too. We actually spoke about this. When you consider that, you just take away some basic things. Like, that's one of the first things that you teach a child, like, you're a boy. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of the first things that a child learns. And you learn, you're a boy, so you do this, right? You, nope, don't do this. Girls do that. You know, girls... Go in that bathroom, you go in this bathroom. Like you just kind of learn what it is to be a boy. And when you strip that, I imagine you also even strip, like, they're gonna, they're gonna make it very heinous to teach them that you're supposed to also boys like girls. Like, cause how do you know? Like you, like, I don't care who you every man that I know makes sure that his son understands that like women. Is <laughs> who you are to be attracted to. Mm. That's also something that is just natural apart, like with the kind of how with with the conditioning of like raising up a young man is something that like a son even kind of likes. Like I remember even my uncles, like they kind of liked they, they took pride in me saying like, yeah I got a girlfriend. Oh really? Well you got a girlfriend? Right, 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 how right. many girlfriends? How many girlfriends you got? Right, right, like that was kind of right. some things that you even took pride in. <laughs> so even when you consider that, the likelihood with the direction of our society moving in this anonymous direction, the likelihood of even the, the increase in the young men that are going to grow up and now become gay, like the, or is that the wrong word now to use?
0: What's I don't the, know. What we'll do you we'll mean? What's, the, what's the right
2: word to use? Um, Sexually fluid. Sexually fluid. OK, the the amount Shout of young to, men that. Are, that are now going to become sexually fluid in this society just due to confusion, it's going to be very high. Even like myself, like me and Ron was talking, like we were saying, yo, it's a high likelihood, even as fathers that might want to be a certain way and are active in our family, our sons, the likelihood of them being exposed to the media and being in, in this world. Well, it's the
0: reality the of the situation. Of them
2: being Sexually fluid yeah. is high. It's, high. it's it is Dr. high. Dr.
0: Juwanza talks about that. He basically says that, you know, uh, at after, you know, uh, young young men, their grades are usually scored in the top percentile uh, up to the end of the third grade. Mm-hmm. And once they get to the end of the fourth grade, the test score is drastically lower. And what it is, because at that age, it's a shift of where the parents are in terms of having the most influences on the kids' decision making and how they do. So at that point, social media and peers become basically the top two things that influence your, you know, young men, these fourth grade boys. So what happens at that point, whatever the environment is suggesting, then that's what they're going to do.
1: One hundred percent. Parents are talking about that right now, how they are competing with social media and um, politics to keep a tight grip on their children. It's
0: already happening well let me ask you about this because um we have I've had this conversation with Tyshawn as well just uh the Dwayne Wade Gabrielle Union kind of uh relationship and you know things with the kids and everything mm-hmm. and uh it was just a recent clip I think I sent it to you Ty where Dwayne Wade was was saying that at first this was his, what he said he said at first when he seen his <laughs> <laughs> When he seen his daughter or son, I can't remember, I can't remember which, which side of the Zaya. Thing. Zaya. Okay. When he seen Zaya, at first he was, or when, you know, Zaya was communicating to him what's going on, sure. he was just like, no, he's like, this is what you do. This is, you know, he was kind of had that traditional mindset, but then he said he continued to think, right? And he said, he remembers when he actually used to try on his his sister's clothing and his sister's shoes and Dang, things like I that. I
2: did not see that you,
0: Oh I am athlete. Oh, I am athlete. I don't think that's what he said. It just came out, yeah. And my question is, like, d- is there like a... Do you think that at some point the parent becomes a elu- Is it just that much pressure? Like, I'm just trying to figure out w- how a parent could be even receptive of something like that.
1: Of something like... of changing Of, of a
0: child is- wanting to change their sex.
1: Well, you know, I... Hollywood is a different game. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't see much traditionalism um, and godly values coming out of Hollywood. So I don't, I don't know that these people live by the same code code that the rest of us do.
2: That's all feminism you're saying, like all of that that we see with, kids and like them being able you're saying all of this is due all to feminism all of this falls
1: under feminism feminism um, on the face is about rights and like i said when you understand what it's about and who's behind these this movement then you 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 start to see other things
0: that makes sense i just get to the place where because you know we're gonna have kids you know and i just think about these things it's like you know because on one side of me i'm like absolutely no 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 But then I think I try to put myself in that position. If you got a kid and this kid is influenced by all these other things Mm -hmm. and you telling this kid, no, 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 no. I'm like, the kid is so influenced by these outside factors. The kid could literally despise you for the rest of their life.
1: Yeah, because now they're not popular or they don't fit in with anyone, you know, at all. Um, And so, yes, you're right. But that's the point the the schools, uh, the media, uh, the government. They they need to get their fangs in your child, so that mm. your 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 child changes your mind, and all mm. of a sudden, things that you've known to be true for your whole life mm. uh, are are not important
2: and demonized.
1: Yes, they're demonized. Wow. Yes, and that's 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 the point.
0: And then don't also be in Hollywood, and you got news outlets and all of this extra mm-hmm. influence going on.
2: Pressure, awesome.
0: pressure, pressure. Like I can imagine, on. that's that that affects your money, affects your lifestyle, affects the press about you, what you see. I can imagine it's just so a how, tremendous. How
2: do you recommend as like a, a, a soon to be father? I ain't got none on the way. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> right, but still, right, right. it's good, relatively. I'm gonna be a father. How how do we like combat this? Like, do I homeschool my kids? Do I make sure I got a certain kind of wife?
1: Yes, like, what's the pressure? Um, well, but- homeschooling is on the rise again, especially mm. in the American West. A lot of, especially conservatives, are talking about homeschooling their kids and uh, getting them out of this uh, radical school system. Um, and then if you want a wife who's on the same page as you, uh, like I said, I'm a Christian. So she, you might want to look at a woman who is maybe... If, if she doesn't have to be Christian, at least have some serious uh, religious values, because if she does, and she knows that this is not it, this is not the way, I mean, and really vet this woman and make sure, you know, ask her these questions. Do you envision a family where we are tolerant of gender fluidity, um, where I stay home with the kids as a man and you go and work. Ask her these questions. And if you want a traditional woman who is going to partner with you to raise traditional children, then it is your job as a man to vet properly.
0: I would imagine those questions would cut out so many women. Yes, of course.
1: I'm gender, well, gender <laughs>
0: fluidity well yes because the thing is what you're saying is somebody who has see because what you what do you think about what you hear all the time you ask somebody they're religious like i asked you as christian you say absolutely
1: absolutely you say you can't tell
0: you know what i mean you ask other women right they, you know i'm spiritual
1: yes okay oh you're, you're spiritual like what you're the hell does that mean she's free right free love free sex free literally means no values that's what it
0: literally means translation
1: no for it but you know what and here's here's something else that's very interesting um, as the sexual revolution started to overtake society, witchcraft came to the forefront of of our society even more as well. So less God and more manifesting, mm-hmm. less God and more tarot readings, uh, palm readings, um, ho- uh, horoscopes. Uh, all of those things wow. started to make their way to the forefront of our society.
0: And it's all different types too.
1: And because of what, what the sexual revolution did was challenge people to rethink traditional norms, right? And then we were having um, prominent sociologists and psychologists contribute to these beliefs, right? We had Sigmund Freud who argued that um, depriving yourself of sex would lead to or was a uh, result of a mental illness. Uh, we have Alfred Kinsey who argued that, um, you know, sex is sex is something that we should... All experience freely, or you know, we have a, a grayscale. Nobody is completely gay or straight. Most people are in the middle, right? And so, you 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 have <laughs> all of that that contributed to this 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 movement that was about rights, but no, it was really about introducing things that were not very uh, traditional into our society. So when you sorry, I said all that to say when you see women talking about free love and. I'm spiritual. They're talking about these things because what they don't, what they may or may not realize is those things are attached to the feminist movement.
0: Mm. Is valueless stuff. It's like, it's no, it's, no, it's non-traditional, non-traditional. Right? I don't,
1: and, and what I see in a lot of women who are uh feminist is they don't like, tra- they don't like tradition. They don't like structure. They don't like discipline. They don't, they don't realize that's what's going on, but it is. All the feminists I know um, think that, for instance, well, you know, if I'm making money and he's making money too, then why can't he stay home? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to be the one to raise up my children? What if I don't want children? Um, or um, um, I, don't, I don't want to wait to have sex with my husband. I think I should try it out. Or if I'm, if I'm confident and he's not, why can't I shoot my shot? The, the interesting thing is, though, they want traditional men, but they do not see that they do not they are not traditional women right in any way and it 's almost it's almost childish um, and selfish to believe that a, a man should uh, conform to traditional norms while you get to go and be free to do whatever you want, and he should fund. Um, he should fund that. The experience. He fund, <laughs> yes, you should fund your social experience. I don't right. want to grow up. I just want a a a um a, a daddy father, a, a man father, a husband father.
0: And th- that's exactly what I think of the feminist movement. It just seems lawless.
1: It, it is, and and when you look at the the original feminist, um, they all had daddy's issues, and because they had daddy's issues, um, their relationship with their 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 heavenly father was affected. And that's why they don't believe in really God, really. They're all atheists by their own admission.
0: Mm. It's so crazy.
2: So, so is that <laughs> is that a correlation? Do you feel like a woman that struggles with a relationship with her father, she would struggle with her relationship with God? Is there a correlation in that? Yes,
1: I do believe that.
2: Wow, I know, I've never heard that.
1: Yes, of course. Well, you have to think about where people get their values from Mm -hmm. their their parents and if you're telling me there's a God who loves me and wants the best for me a God who I cannot see or cannot or that I cannot see by the way this is a faith-based relationship but you as my earthly father um, the man who I can see is abusing me gaslighting me um, hurting me in any way um, but at the same time telling me that that there's a God who loves me and that you live like that God in the sky. Well, I don't want to, I don't want that God. I don't trust that God because if he loved me and wanted the best for me, why would he give me a father who would hurt me so badly?
0: It's not congruent.
1: It's exactly. Mm. So it's, it's, and it's not that God isn't real and doesn't want the best for you. Your father is out of order. God is not out of order. Your father failed you, your earthly father, but they don't, they don't know how to, Separate Separate
2: those. I can totally see that. I have never heard that correlation.
1: Yes, I mean, I well,
2: because uh, I I know they say, yo, if she's struggling with her pops, you might need to watch out for. I mean, that on a on a on a base level, right? But the depth of it, if she's struggling with her father, then she's also probably going to be struggling with the spiritual relationship. Of course, it's your father's
1: job. Well, so the word says husbands live sensibly with your wives as they are the weaker vessel. Well, even though your daughter or a man's daughter is not yet a wife, as a kingdom man, it is his job to be showing her what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. right. So if he is not sensitive or sensible with his, with his child, then he's still out of order, right?
0: This is why men traditionally would pass their daughters along to a capable man that's able to lead them and you know, provide y- things they need to survive.
1: If there's a God who loves me and wants the best for me, um, if I'm supposed to believe that, but he gave me you, a father, who would do these things to me, that God can't love me and want the best for me, and as a result is not real to me, or or if he is real, I should not serve that God if this is what God looks like, as man is made in his image. But of course I don't believe in God. Wow. The sad part is, and I want to add this too, because one uh, <laughs> uh, of uh, the two leading feminists in the 60s um, the con- would be the conservative voice, Phyllis Schlafly, and the liberal voice, Betty Friedan, who gets all the praise for feminism, by the way. Uh, one thing I love about Phyllis is that she was saying to women... We, as conservative women, have daddy's issues. We have mommy's issues. We have all kinds of family issues. It's a complicated time in this country. When has it never not been or ever not been Um, or never not been or whatever? But we know that Christ is real, and if we give our hearts to him, he can heal us. He can be the mother and the father and everything else that we did not get. And so they went that route, and they decided to follow Christ and become a new creation. And they went off and got married and had successful lives and families. Whereas feminists, like Betty Friedan, you know, and all of those ladies decided, I got hurt so badly by my family, I, I'm done with God. Screw God. There is no God. They decided to create their own, their own version of womanhood, which is anti-Christian almost line by line. Wow. Because if God is real, this couldn't have and should not have happened to me. So that actually is the divide in, in, the, in, the, in the women's movement. Women who understood that God is real. I can become a new creation and give myself to, to, to Christ and benefit versus I was hurt so badly. I don't, I'm still wounded from my childhood and I'm letting that affect me for the rest of my life. That is the divide. When you look at it.
0: Could you? I mean, it sounds like because now that I'm thinking about this, if you're a feminist, you you're like yeah, yeah, you just can't believe, or if you just have this certain ideology, there's no way you believe in God. Like if you're just like, it's just so much in my mind right now. I'm just trying to think of the question I'm trying to ask you. <laughs> it's okay. Because it, I'm, but I'm, I'm just thinking about my interactions <laughs> with with women and kind of getting their ideology about certain things. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about it, it's like, it's no way. I don't even need to ask you if you believe in God, because if you did, you would not even verbalize some of these ideas. And of
1: course not. Of course not. Um, but the thing is, historically, a lot of our ancestors have been or were given religion. They weren't given relationship. Hmm. And so it's not uncommon for women today to say they're Christian, but nothing about their lives Christian
2: a bunch of women I've met
1: yes because it's like no practice they saw their parents say I'm Christian but their parents would go off and do things that were not very Christian so double-mindedness was ingrained in them at a young age right so relationship is the thing that you should be after and 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 I love my parents but I taught myself relationship Mm. I did not get relationship from my parents I got religion and I, I understand how a woman could think to herself, you know, uh, there is this God, there is this Christian God who loves me and wants the best for me. However, you know, I'm seeing things from my own father that don't feel like love to me. I'm, I, I, I get that. But I chose to believe that my pain could be used for something else. And I became a new creation in Christ over and over and over again. And God did turn my pain into purpose. So there are women who don't know that life, and they choose to become their own God. But they say they're Christian because it sounds noble. I'm Christian. Right. Yes, but you believe in abortion. Wow. I'm Christian. Yes, but you believe in in redefining marriage and family. I'm Christian. Yes, but you believe that you should be ruling over men. Mm nothing about you as Christian.
0: I want to talk, I got a question real quick about somebody that I I thought when I met them, it was under the spell. So we met, (laughs) we met a guy and um, he was what he considered a a womanist. Um, So I guess it's like a male feminist. Sure. So some of these ideas, he was, you know, pitching, I just was like, this is insane. It was insane to me. It just seems, yeah, exactly. That's my thought. But I'm just very, but I was still very curious about him and his ideas and kind of where they might have come from and, and all these different things. So, how have you seen, because you've got a lot of female clients, right? Sure. Exactly. How from, their, from the way they describe their different interactions with men mm-hmm. or just different relationships with men, like how do you think that, um, how are they communicating that the feminist movement might've affected the men, some of the men that they're dealing with?
1: Oh, wow. Um, so they don't know it's feminism, but I can, I can still share some, some stories with you. If you yes, like. please. Well, so a lot of women feel like men are passive today. They feel like men are not traditional in a sense that they pay bills and, and open doors and 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 want to commit to one woman. They feel these things. Um, so that's how that's what women are saying today. Do they know that it's it's a it's a consequence of the sexual revolution? No, they don't know that.
0: So it's not just women is getting impacted by this thing. It's both men and women.
1: Yes, of course. Um, so I would say that. Um, hmm. so between 1939 and 19 please don't quote me on the exact year I was looking at the rates last night for homework Uh, between 1939 and maybe 1948 49 something like that marriage was um, at an all time high um, in this country what happened in 1960
0: the civil rights movement
1: uh, the first birth control pill, oh. the first birth control pill was, a, <laughs> was approved by the FDA. You know, black history. <laughs> right. <that's laughs> it. Yeah, sure. the, first, ratchet. the first birth control pill, Innovid 10, was approved by the FDA. Now, what did that do to um, women? It gave women the power to control the family planning and the, fam- and the, and the family size. Before that, women practiced virginity um, and sexual purity because if you had sex outside of a marriage, well, one, you had to deal with the public shame mm-hmm. if there was proof of that um, by way of a child, an illegitimate child. It
0: was consequences to that.
1: Exactly. And so with the introduction of the birth control pill, well, now women could just, um, i well, not the birth control pill. Yes, yes, birth, yep birth control pill. Yes. If I'm on a birth control pill, I don't have to wait until marriage to have sex. Mm. Um, there I can control what's going on inside of my body. And so a child is not necessarily a random act of God. I can control that. And there's no proof that I'm having premarital sex because I'm on this birth control pill. So it gave women an opportunity to walk away from virginity and purity without the public shame of, pre, of, of, of premarital sex or illegitimate children. So when wow. women's ideas and attitudes about sex changed, we started to see the family or I'm sorry, the marriage rates in the United States decline. That is that is a statistically proven fact. There is.
0: I just, I absolutely believe that because it even, I mean, as men, how we make decisions, like that's a huge part of the decision. Yes, of Like course. how many women or men she might've been with, kind of what the sexual history is, that kind of deal. And I even think about kind of, I even think about, I'm thinking about like when my sister was like hitting high school, it was like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just, it was, you know, females, number of females in my house. Right. And I just kept hearing birth control being kind of thrown around. Yeah, like it's time, bro. Listen, it's time. Bro, no, listen, am my I was thought,
2: literally about to talk about that. Go In, I ahead. My, I wanted, in my
0: mind, I'm just thinking. I'm like, well, I, in my mind, I'm like, yo, young man.
1: I'm like, yo. Let how, me. How let easy to Just my don't my have a fucking baby. Well. Let me give you the second part. Yeah. To have to give you the well. second part to that though. So the birth control pill was 1960.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, marriage was a little bit state Marriage was still somewhat stable in the United States after that, um, but then we have the sexual revolution that came behind the birth control pill in um, 1967. So by the time we are entering into the 70s and then the 80s, the marriage rate in the United States just kept dropping. And currently, I believe we're sitting at a rate of 6.7 or 6.8, and we haven't been able to get marriage back up to um, 16, a rate of 16 um, or 10 or 12 um, since the 80s.
2: Insane. I want to know this though, I want to notice, because how do you feel about parents pushing birth control on daughters when they hit that high school age?
1: Uh, I think as someone who was never on birth control and remained sexually pure much later than my peers, I believe a woman is giving her daughter permission to have sex outside of marriage.
0: I completely agree because I didn't cause I didn't nobody told me. I just got the statement, hey, do not have no babies.
2: That's what they told us. That was enough for me. And yeah, you better wrap up. You better wrap Don't bring, don't bring no damn babies don't,
0: back. Right. So I'm like, so for a woman I mean, can
2: but see you know what I think it is? I think we're like parents are so afraid of the shame that comes with a young woman bring home. Cause I think especially when I'm thinking about me, just me personally thinking about my home, I think it was like the shame and the worry of having to pay financially for another child that we're just willing to say to hell with, you know, sexual, me trusting that you'll be sexually pure and you're going to take this damn pill because this is what you need to do.
1: I believe what women need to get back to is encouraging their daughters towards Christianity or at least some, some, something higher than themselves that right. they should fear. I mean, truly fear.
0: With some instructions and <laughs> that, that some practices that come with it.
1: And encourage our women or, or, I'm sorry, our young girls to get married. The conversation in my home is going to be, especially to my daughters and my sons, but especially my daughters, is the one who controls access to this, excuse me, if you want to have sex, you need to get married and mommy is going to prepare you to get married and to be found by the kinds of man, your man, the man God has created for you, your Adam, um, so that you don't have to go and give this away to the world, which will chip away at your Mm self-esteem every time you give this to a man who does not make you his wife. That's the conversation.
2: So what does this, and listen, we usually, we, 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 this, this is my last no, question. No, this is we an got, expert. No, 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 no go don't it. even
0: talk. We got to go at least another. We got to go yeah. the whole 20.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. all right. So it's too good. I want to know, what does it look like to really prepare? You say you want to prepare your daughter for marriage. What does that look like to prepare her for marriage?
1: Well, first, living um, like a biblical wife on display in our home. Uh, for her to, to, you know, with her father or for her father at the service of her father, myself, Uh, and talking to her about a relationship with Christ the way I came into a relationship with Christ, which is seeking him with all of your heart, because there is so much protection um, in that. And to know your identity in Christ gives you a different peace and confidence Um, that surpasses all understanding. That's true. When you want to be like him in your heart, when you seek him for real because that's the way and not because you want something from him, he will show you things. He will give you special protections. He will favor you. And that's the life you want to live. And when you know who you are in Christ, when you know your purpose, the plans that he has and the plans that he has for your life, then you can be found by that man that he has for you. And that's what we want. So talking to her about those things, right? Um, Teaching her how to run a home. Teaching her how to keep herself up like a lady. Instilling in her values like sexual purity. And telling her the honest truth. Like, listen, mommy made mistakes already. Do you really want to know what it feels like to give the most precious or, I would say, the most precious part of yourself to a man, which is your body, only for him to... Um, not marry you? Um, do you want to know what it feels like to have sex with a man and see him running around with another woman? Mm. Uh, not answering your phone calls? Not taking you out on dates? And, 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 and what that, do you want to know what that feels like? I can tell you what that feels like. And if you want to explore that, then I can't stop you. But being the kind of woman that she w- would want to become herself is, is, is the way that I plan to do it. And having honest conversations with my daughter, like, listen, I'm your friend and your mother. I'm your mother first, but you can talk to me like a friend because I would rather you come to me because you're comfortable. Um, And and I tell you the truth versus, oh, I can't talk to my mom about this because she's going to shame me or make me feel, you know, like I'm doing the wrong thing. No, you can tell me anything. I would rather tell you the truth. And so that's how I plan to do it.
0: I like that. We need more households like that one create getting, wives What are getting trained new only models
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's another thing you know moms are wanting to be as hot and lit as their daughters and i'm like you know there's a reason why a, a mother is supposed to have certain wisdoms and truths her daughter does not have if there are no there are no lines then what are we doing
0: you know, and it's so it's so normal, too. It's crazy because, like, I think that when I see these women, you know, sexy women, right? It's like the mom who, like, looks still looks young and she's beautiful. The daughter they're who's like, beautiful. like, guess which one is the mom? Guess which one is the mom. And then they're, like, shaking ass, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or twerking same. and dress like provocative. They both dress the exact same. <laughs> right,
2: right. The 45-year-old mom and the 21-year-old daughter. And in my mind, I'm
0: like, yo, I'm going to like this, but I'm not
2: happy about it. <laughs> yeah, but you know yes, what? shake, twerk that. Right. As Shame as on you
1: as the men though right who women do these things for you all have to step up and say you know what forget society I'm a man of God and since I'm a man of God I don't care what anybody says I'm not liking this I don't support this mm. and I'm not gonna wife you either
2: so Ryan, you Here's are part what of the I'm going
1: wife when women and I know that this this is what God is doing by the way raising up true kingdom couples who are Attractive, aspirational, and, and really kingdom to show people this is what marriage and life looks like when you do it God's way or my way. Um, and, and people will need to see that because men and women will fall in line with, you know what, if, if, if this is what it takes to, to get a woman like this, this is the kind of man I need to start becoming or become. And women will say, okay, well, if that's the kind of man she has, then I need to to take certain things um, more serious than I do, right? So things are shifting. But as men, you guys have a big job to do. Stop liking these things. Or comment like, listen, I can't tell you how to live your life, but as a man of means, what do you want? Because I would never wife this.
2: Uh, yo, that's we about to start trolling the comments. I listen. I'm ready to troll. Troll, ca- hey fellas, hey, we listen are attacking man. all slut pages. No, no, <laughs> not, not attacking, but because
1: to be a godly man, it still has to be done in love. But that's why I said you, you, you men have to step up as as desirable men and tell the truth. Listen, you know what? I saw you. I see your body. I see your face. And as a man who could potentially take care of you and sit you down and give you the life you want. I can't see that because, well, I can log on to Instagram and my friends and my pastor and my parents, they can log on to the same Instagram and see right up and down your butt crease. So I can't buy a ring for you. You know what? But guess what?
2: He's controlling. He's
1: as a man. That's why I said as men, you guys have to come back to the forefront See our granddaddies and daddies, they didn't care what other people thought. Right. You know, my granddaddy who we just lost last year, my granddaddy did not care what anybody thought. This is, you, you need to, that's wrong, that's nasty. She knows she need to do better, did not care. You know what's crazy did, is men like- Men care too much today. And if our leaders and our protectors are afraid, then what? What? where does that leave us as a society?
0: I, so I agree with that. I remember, cause we, we had these conversations and I'm, I was still trying to figure this out. But we had, uh, we was out at like a jazz festival. And, uh, you know, he's hanging and there was these, you know, beautiful young ladies came and they're like, yo, yeah, we wanna hang out too, right? Sure. And one of them, I started I start smelling like, you know how you kind of, the cigarette smoke kind of like, and I'm like, I and I looked and I seen one of the young ladies smoking.
1: Smoking? Yeah, yeah.
0: and a cigarette. And I was just, disg- I was disgusted by that, like a young yeah. lady smoking cigarettes. So I walked to her, I'm like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that right what's and yeah. i fully expected, but in my mind before i went over there i fully expected for her to get pissed and just dip you know what i mean but i was so disgusted about this i'm like she gonna have to get set straight today okay. right so, <laughs> so I, straight today. I got it all the way right and she apologized profusely and everything and that kind of deal and i was telling tyshawn at that situation i was telling her, i'm like i don't know what it is am i getting older but i'm just i be at places and i see women doing certain things and i'm just like i just be so compelled to be like, yo, what what the hell are you doing? Yeah, this is not how you should be sitting. You know, like, I got so many stories about that. That's like, beautiful. dressing and everything. I'm telling the, you know, young lady that worked around us, she don't even work for us or nothing. She's an entrepreneur. I'm like, yo, why are you coming up in here with your nipples popping out? You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like...
1: You're starting I, to think about the world you want to leave behind for your children.
0: Right.
2: That's yes. exactly... You know what? That's... We have had been... I have been... Um, having a lot more conversations yeah. in that tense mm-hmm. of like yo when we have kids my kids are going to see this our <laughs> kids are going to like that that has been a little bit more you know frequent in what we've been speaking of and when you think of it from that perspective your mindset changes so much when you just remove the self pleasures and all the things that we love and that we want to just enjoy temporarily, and even when we really consider it, I mean, me and Ryan, I'm not gonna lie, we might indulge and even like some of the you know debauchery that's happening right now, like just the aesthetics of it at least. <laughs> but those women would could never right. be wives. But like, I get
0: what you're saying, the, though. It, instead yeah. of looking away, because in my mind it's like I see, I'm like she for the streets. That's it's what like, like it's course. like, and that's it.
2: I should, I listen it's like filter them out it's not my job like i don't feel like it's my job connectively like i'm not connected to needing to save this young lady <laughs> every
0: every young stranded but lady lost I, what you're
2: saying lady. <laughs> what you're saying and i want to make sure i understand this because this might be deep you, you might try you might convert me you saying it's our jobs <clears throat> actually to see this and to speak out and speak up
1: Listen, and yes, and that doesn't have to look like going under every Instagram. Um, <laughs> no trolling. <laughs> sure. That doesn't have to look like you going under uh, every picture all you see on Instagram and saying, you're out of order. No, of course not. But use this platform. Use this platform to speak and, and tell women, like, listen, as men of means, um, that's not what we wife we like it because we're sexual we're mm-hmm. men but do not confuse sexual attention with commitment and a lot of women do we hear a lot of women say oh i get all these men but do you have any prospects for marriage that is not attention and commitment are not the same thing then
0: they'll say i've had men propose to me
1: okay then what happened to
0: and right, because it basically mean you got a bunch of unqualified dudes Because if they, one of them was qualified, you would have said yeah
1: Absolutely So do the, do, do the men you want as a woman, do you have those prospects? Mm, that's different That's different I mean, beautiful women don't have issues with men proposing Or at least talking about marriage or whatever But the men, or the men you want right. Are those men making offers? Offers that are serious And respect, you know, respectable, that's not, you know, you being my girl, my lady, what kind of offer is that? But a man saying, hey, what do you do? Um, What do you need? What size house do you think we'll need uh, for you to be happy? You know, I can provide those things. Do you want a custom ring? Do you have those kinds of offers? That's what a woman should be asking herself.
0: Mm. That's a good question. Mm. What kind of house you see yourself living in? <laughs> yes. How much,
1: how much money do you think, um, how much money is comfortable? How much money do should I pay you as my helper, as my wife? What kind of allowance will you need to make sure that you are taken care of, that also you can, if you're working, walk away from your job? To support me, you know, if if men are not asking you those kinds of questions, you're probably not getting offers from the kind of man you want, which is why, you know, for instance, those ladies who say to you, "I've been proposed to many times," but unwed, right? Yes. Well, why haven't you said yes?
2: So let me ask you this: I mean, because most of the guys that you describe, and these are these are very well-to. If you
1: believe that's your purpose, partner, by the way,
2: sorry. These are very well. These are well-to-be men. Like obviously, men who can just completely take over the household and do these different things. Which we've already pissed the world off many times with our part, our point of view, with us, you know, stating that we want men taking care and financially supporting the household. But, mm-hmm. well, you know, when you look economically, the biggest argument that men are attacking us with is saying, But the world is getting expensive. Sure. The world is getting expensive it's hard. To go about paying all these bills—that's
0: unrealistic.
1: That's unrealistic. Pay attention to the Should vote for a
2: woman <laughs> seriously consider? Do you think a woman should seriously consider a man that does not see himself in the future ever taking over the bills? Like should that be a man she should cons- that she should seriously consider as a long-term partner? If that's not something he ever wants to go about a responsibility he wants to take on long-term,
1: as a traditional woman. Uh, And as a Christian woman, no, but she has to be she has to be uh, truly Christian and traditional herself. If she is not those things, um, then she has to be more realistic. I'm Mm. just
0: thinking, yeah, because why would a traditional woman even want to? I mean, that's the thing. If you're not trying to provide more as a man to cover the family. And everything you're gonna do, like what the hell are you trying to do? That's, like, that's like what? Many, it, like what are you doing?
1: How many times in Scripture does God say the burden of provision is on men? He repeats himself because that's how important, right. It is, and it is
2: a burden. It, it is, is, a burden. is, and like, he, is. and, and, and that's that's the thing about right. it. It's and like, like you're trying burden. to get more
0: of it, 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 it never stops. And, a, I,
1: and I believe the laws of our land today remain that a man is. Um, legally obligated to take care of his wife so we don't we don't have these things in place for no reason Uh, biologically a man is better suited for provision
0: if it's a dude out there I mean I just really say if it's it's a dude that he wants to have a wife and he wants to have a family and his idea of it is to go 50-50 I just think that's just ridiculous
1: I would never be attracted to a 50-50 man
0: yeah
2: what if he? Uh, what if his ambition is to be in a position to assume it long term, but he's not yet in that position to be able to assume the household? Is that something that you think should a woman look away at marriage until he has, like, and look for men who have achieved the ability to now assume that role? A traditional woman. Assuming we're talking about a traditional woman, a qualified traditional woman. Right. <laughs> should she? Look, just only filter men who have already ascended to a place where they're ready for that responsibility, or is it okay to slowly work your way there?
1: Well, here's what I believe as a Christian woman, and I and I'm, I can only tell you what my relationship with God has taught me. When you um, have a relationship with God, um, and He, you know your identity in Christ, and you know your purpose in Christ. Um, he will bring your purpose partner to you. Even the word says, he who findeth a wife finds a good thing. So the, the goal for every woman is, you know, first you've got to know your pur- yourself and your purpose in Christ. You are your husband's helper. You are to be helping him in his field. How are you going to help your husband in his field if he does not know what field he should be in, as in what his purpose is? Mm. That's important. So if a man isn't in his purpose um, and being fruitful in his purpose, then I don't see how as a traditional woman you two even have any business coming together in a marriage, if that makes sense.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yes. When Before God created Eve, um, Adam had purpose. His purpose was to work the Garden of Eden and have dominion over everything there. Right? Then he created a helper. Right? So he gave Adam someone to help him with his purpose. That was his purpose. That was what God created Adam to do. It wasn't a job, it wasn't a gig, it wasn't a passion project. Right. It was Adam's purpose. Then a man gets a purpose partner, as in a helper or a help meet or a woman.
2: I love purpose partner, by the way. Purpose I, partner, helpmate too.
1: Helpmate, help me. All of those things. The the a man needs to be in his field, knowing his purpose, knowing what he is supposed to do, um, before he can receive a helper. Um, on the other side of that, um, you as a woman, you need to understand what God has put you here to do, and your purpose partner or your husband and your purpose, they they meet, they come together. You two have the same purpose here on earth. Right. So for me, for instance, um, my my purpose is family. Right. The reason why it's so important for women to reclaim their femininity as the nurturers um, and boss of the family is because when we are out of order, our men hurt, but our children are affected by it, too. Right. So it's probably a very reasonable thing to um, conclude that my Adam is just as passionate about the youth and the family. And he's had some similar experiences um, as I have. Um, God would not send me into a field to serve an Adam who, for example, is passionate about architect. Mm. That's got nothing to do with me. I cannot help my Adam with glee in a field I care nothing about. Right? So your Adam needs to be in his field, knowing his purpose and working it. And then you need to know what you are supposed to be doing and I believe that when you understand who you are in Christ and what your purpose is, then he reveals to you, your Adam. Mm. It makes sense. But if he doesn't know his purpose and what he's supposed to be doing, <laughs> well, how do you know that that's the right field for you to be helping him in? Because you are his helper. Right.
0: So. If you don't know, you're just going to take what you're going to get. I think that's what a lot of people have been doing.
1: And I think, and that, I think, that's, I think people have really put themselves together and called it God. Um, And then when it doesn't work out, it's it's scary or confusing, for them. But um, God has put me through a lot of unique situations so that I can speak the truth to His people about His way of bringing man and woman together. So what God has told me is, you need to know, you need to be a new, becoming a new creation to me. Always, you need to know your identity in Christ. Um, And when you know your identity in Christ. I will. He will give you purpose, and when you know what you are put here to do, he will reveal to you who your Adam is, and your Adam has the same passion, mission, and purpose in his heart as you do. That's when the, That's when you two come together, and God can get the glory out of the marriage. You two have that same. You see, what's what's in your hearts are the same for that's humanity. Yes, well, yeah, and that's a part of it. You you two have the same passion for and mission for humanity. Like I said, I, I'm passionate about the youth and the family. Uh, my Adam is probably not passionate about uh, growing oranges. That doesn't that I, I can't I'm not I would never care to help him in his field. And now I'm a problem to my Adam because this doesn't matter to me. This is not in my heart. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense. Yes.
2: And we started here with why this whole world was divided and closed it out <laughs> right here on how. And how and, and really the template on who we should be looking to bring this thing here together with? Yeah, we need we need I more was time. We
0: need more time, man. That wow. was that was excellent.
2: We it, it really it really and it truly was. We didn't um,
1: facts. We didn't even do it. I thought we were going to talk about more facts, but no. Okay, this is no
0: because I want to know. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> You're angry? Cause, yeah because I, I really want to know because you talked about men on the the lower level being affected you know just the innocent bystanders I call them being affected you know by by the feminist movement <laughs> but you know what about the men who are supportive on the major level of the feminist movement
1: what how are they affected yeah,
0: well like what I mean because I, I think you mentioned this who is well how are men supporting what are some ways men are supporting the feminist movement
1: well, I mean, for instance, you all talked about, um, or you yeah. talked about these females who have a sex-positive podcast. <laughs> and they don't um, take away from my
0: money, though. No. no, no, no. <laughs>
1: but you told them that you, you told us that you t- were gonna advise them yeah. to wear less clothes. Right. Well, the sexual revolution, like I said, hijacked the feminist movement um, to get women to see more value in sex and work over um, virginity, marriage, family. And so if you as a man are promoting uh, women being less pure um, and less modest, then you are supporting feminism. You, mm. it, that is what feminism has become. Sex, sexual revolution, abortion on demand, uh, less family, more work. Wow. Um, so every so, brother in
2: Magic City is supporting feminism.
0: Abortion on demand—that's just
2: a strong one. I, abortion. Oh, that's well,
1: now they're, uh, Now I don't know if you all have seen <laughs> the, the the recent articles about the abortion <laughs> pill.
2: Um, Another Plan B pill?
1: No, 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 no. It's a
2: stronger one, right?
1: No. So the abortion pill is to give. Uh, it's supposed to give women um, access to aborting a child at home, uh, just by swallowing a pill. There are the major concerns raised about that pill um, in the last few weeks, especially. Um, I don't know if you've um, seen. For instance, I think Governor Gavin Newsom of California was talking about driving out certain pharmacies who refuse to sell that pill because of the concerns they have about women um, hemorrhaging um, or just hurting themselves in other ways by taking an abortion pill. That's crazy. Well, you don't have to go to a clinic. It saves you money. It saves you public shame. I mean, Just I door
0: dash the abortion.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, now we want to bring abortion into the homes of, of, of Americans who who choose to to have one. Um, so again, we are becoming less and less um, worried about values, traditional values, and more about uh, a self governed society. Whatever I want is whatever I do, uh, and. That's it.
2: Wow.
0: Bars. Unlimited. I mean, let's, yeah, let's, they had enough. <laughs> their brain is probably like a water hose going off in their face right now with all this great content. It Cause is. Because people just not understanding a lot of the concepts <gasps> that, you, that you dropped out.
1: It's okay. I mean, uh, well, I did mention that I am working on my next book. So lots of research. I will be bringing together almost two, yeah, almost two full... Uh, centuries of feminism. So it will make sense in my book. Um, and, uh,
2: and let the people know, let the people know, because you got some things going on. I want the people to know where they can get in contact with you and the resources that you have from them, because some people that's watching this need your work.
1: Of course. Well, my main platform right now is the Femininity Doctor on Instagram. Um, you can find my link tree in that bio. I have an amazing femininity retreat coming up in May. We're going to be in Napa Valley. Me and Ryan are going to try to be chaperones. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> definitely for, for women who are serious about understanding what it means to be feminine, women who want to position themselves for serious courtship and marriage. Um, and then I am revamping a course. Um, and so that will be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then other than that, uh, they have to wait for my next book.
0: Mm, we got to be an affiliate for that course, though. We waiting.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, you all can absolutely do that. A lot, like I said, men have asked to fund um, books and courses for women who are not economically empowered right now. And so if that's what you all would like.
0: We want to wanna sell it to the ones that are economically <laughs> empowered.
1: Because oh, oh, okay. so, they yeah. need it. Yeah, no, Mandatory. You know <laughs> I would be happy to create an affiliate link for the gentlemen of Hardly Initiated. Got
2: absolutely. to. We that's need a, Listen, I... Uh, I'm excited about your work. Thank you. I'm thankful that you, you're moving in this path and in your purpose because it's much needed, especially in 2023 with <laughs> everything that we are facing as a society and as a world. And we're blessed to finally have you here on the platform and also hopeful Dream that it will be the last.
1: Dream guest. No, I'll be back. This is great.
2: I love it. Dope. I love it. Well, look, guys, listen, y'all just got a bunch of game. Just go ahead and rewind it. Watch this shit all over again. Go get your notepad, pen, and paper because it was a lot of game just given. But thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Hardly
1: Initiated. We are out.